and welcome to a brand new episode of my podcast, Podcast Racing. Now, before we proceed, I just want to uh, mention a couple of things. One, I am no longer going to be releasing new podcast episodes on YouTube. Starting on December 1st, all of the podcast episodes I will be releasing onto Spotify. Uh, They will be available to listen to uh, not just on YouTube, but also on Spotify. And that's also where new episodes of the podcast will be released exclusively. Uh, I am no longer going to release new episodes onto uh, YouTube. And also, I'm no longer going to have episodes where it's just going to be me. Like today, it's just going to be me, and I really don't like that. I really like having other people on the podcast so that you guys get to hear a whole like different perspectives, different opinions, uh, you know, challenging opinions maybe. And I really don't like being by myself. And I'm also, uh, because I work full time and because a lot of my friends have very different schedules than I do. I won't be able to upload as consistently where I probably won't be, you know, week by week or even every two weeks like I used to do. So I do apologize about that. But I really like doing the podcast and I really look forward to sharing more uh, episodes with you guys on Spotify starting on December 1st. Uh, that I just wanted to mention those two things really quickly. And now let's get into the topic of today's episode, which is where I will be ranking all of the Star Wars Vision and What If episodes from Worst to Best, the two new Disney Plus shows, Star Wars Visions from Star Wars, obviously the new anime show on Disney Plus, and What If is the new uh, MCU show on Disney Plus. Now, all of the episodes, for some reason, have their own pages of Star Wars Visions, at least, have their own pages on Letterboxd, and I already have a public list of all of the episodes of Star Wars Visions ranked onto Letterboxd, so if you already looked at that list, uh, you can feel free to uh, skip ahead and just listen to my thoughts on the What If episodes. I'll include the uh, time cards, uh, the time codes below for uh, so that you can skip to the what if section, but for those of you who have not uh, checked out my letterbox list yet of the Star Wars Visions uh, episodes ranked, I will be uh, doing that for you guys right now. So let's just get right into it. This should be no surprise to anyone, but my least favorite Star Wars Visions episode is Tattooing Rhapsody. Now, a, a quick thing about this show and what if is that I really like the concepts, the ideas behind both of these shows uh, with What If exploring all these different realities in the multiverse and with Star Wars Visions uh, exploring the Star Wars universe through different perspectives, uh, Japanese uh, anime perspectives specifically. I really like the concepts behind uh, these, the general show concepts of these shows, but the executions of certain episodes didn't always impressed me and it impressed me the least or really not at all in Tatooine Rhapsody. Now another thing about uh, Star Wars Visions is that I watched the subs and I watched the episodes in its original Japanese uh, language uh, with English subtitles. I really do not like watching anything dubbed. I will really try hard to avoid dubbing if possible and so I did not you know get to hear Joseph Gordon-Levitt's voice in the Tatooine Rhapsody episode. I did not hear Simu Liu's uh, voice 
in what was it that he was in? I think the Ninth Jedi. And I did not hear Lucy Liu's voice in the duel, or Alison Brie's voice in the twins. I'm sure that they were great, but I listened to the original uh, Japanese voice actors delivering their line, delivering their lines in their native language, basically. And Tatooine Rhapsody, it's my least favorite because it has a least impressive story. It has Probably the least impressive animation. Not that the animation is bad, but it's nothing like spectacular. We'll get into spectacular animation later with both of these shows, but I don't know. Just it, it was just them as a band, and you know, like there was you know like this kind of plot about one of the band members, you know, like having some debt to Jabba the Hutt and Boba Fett taking him in, and I get you know like I I get some people being getting inve possibly invested into this story, but personally, I, I think that the episode was too short, and that's another thing with Star Wars Visions. This is an issue that I have with almost all of the episodes, basically, is that it just it felt too short, and if they were longer, and if more time was taken to really get to know these characters and develop them further and better, then many of the episodes I would like better, but... Tatooine Rhapsody was too short, the music was just okay, and the overall episode was just kind of meh for me. Not bad, just meh. The, the next episode, my second least favorite, is Toby. Man, Toby is so annoying. I really like all of the characters enjoyed surrounding him, but him specifically was just... I just, I don't know, just he was supposed... I think he was supposed to be like cute and endearing but to me he was just annoying and I really didn't like him and if I had liked Toby as a character then I think that the overall episode would have been much more enjoyable to me but just that's the main reason why I have the episode ranked so low is because I just did not like Toby specifically but the animation was good. Next up is uh, Akakiri and this is what I'm talking about episodes being too short and because of that being really underdeveloped man this was this episode was really disappointing to me not as uh i guess mediocre or bad as toby or tatooine rhapsody but man this episode has so much potential to be really dark and delve re really so much into uh jedi turning to the dark side considering the really uh, piss-poor developments that we got for uh, Anakin Skywalker turning from a Jedi into a Sith in the prequel trilogy. So to get to see an anime uh, Star Wars short film or episode of a Jedi being uh, tempted and then eventually, you know, falling into those temptations to turn to the dark side could have been really cool. But again, it was just so rushed and underdeveloped and pretty animation and a, a an appropriately dark ending cannot save this episode for me and i i think that that's a shame i think that this episode is the one that disappointed me the least and that could also be because i don't know since this was the last the ninth episode maybe i was expecting the show to end with more of a bang but i don't know it just disappointed me personally and also the twins disappointed me quite a bit like again like i i know i'm repeating myself but that's a common issue that i have with all of these episodes is that 
is just feels so rushed and so like underdeveloped and I just I don't care about these twins and I just it's there's not enough time and not enough like substance or character development within the episode for me to like really get invested and and you know the animation honestly wasn't even that good I think the animation in the twins is probably like my second least favorite out of all the episodes and some people really like the animation and uh, episode and praise it overall but and I, I get why but personally I just couldn't get uh, as invested I did really get invested in Lop and Ocho. I got really invested into that story and uh, into that with those characters. And then it ends right as things get interesting. <laughs> I really liked this journey that we were going on and getting to know, you know, all the, these characters, the, the adopted uh, furry daughter, the dad and uh, his uh, actual daughter. And her, you know, basically joining the Empire. That was all really compelling to watch. And I was really enjoying myself. But then just as the story was getting interesting, it ends. And I was like, no, it was just getting good. I really hope that we get a Season 2. I don't know if uh, Season 2 of Star Wars Visions was approved or not. But I think that uh, what if that Season 2 is going... There, all the episodes are going to be like sequels of the episodes that we got in the first season of What If, and I hope that that's the same case for the most part with Star Wars Visions. I don't need a sequel for the Twins or the Toby episode, and definitely not Tatooine Rhapsody, but seeing a sequel episode of Akakiri and Lop and Ocho would be really cool, in my opinion, and could even improve on those uh, first episodes, if they do decide to make sequel episodes. But uh, Lava and Ocho, uh, animation was great, and I really like these characters. I just wish that, again, it was longer, and it, and or at least that, like, I wish that they changed the narrative structure of the episode where it didn't end right as things were about to get interesting, like really interesting, basically. Next up is. The Ninth Jedi. I really liked this one a lot. I really liked uh, that little girl. I thought that, you know, she was uh, really cute and endearing. And I also heard dad, or was it her dad or uncle? I can't remember. But basically, I really liked, you know, seeing uh, how these, you know, like I really liked uh, how it kind of built more to like the, the idea what exactly the title of Jedi means to non-Jedi, basically, and I did think that, like, it, towards the end, it got a little bit too ridiculous, like, too many gotcha moments, like, oh, they were all Sith, and oh, that guy was actually this guy, and, you know, like, I thought it got a bit too ridiculous, like, towards the end, like, the last, like, five to ten minutes of the episode, but before that, you know, I really liked that it was kind of, you know, taking its time, and, you know, like, uh, really introducing the, these, uh, new Jedi characters, and, and also, I really liked that we got to see a view on the Jedi from a non-Jedi character. Well, she would become the ninth Jedi later on, but, but you, you get what I mean. I really liked this episode a lot, and uh, I'm surprised that I see people liking it online, but I'm surprised that's not getting like even like more love, personally. Even though I didn't like love the episode, I thought that, you know, after seeing it, that people would that this would be like one of the 
higher, like highest rated uh, episode of the show. But anyway, actually, no, no, I'm not, I'm not that surprised. Uh, the highest uh, rated episode of the show is the duel, which we'll get into later. But first, I want to move on on to talking about the elder. This episode has such a cool vibe to it. It had a very slow but deliberate tone. And I really like these characters, even though they didn't get that much developments. I really like these characters, and just the duel was awesome. And this elder, Sith elder, was just so just badass. I thought it was ridiculous how the the Padawan was struck down, and yet he still survived at the end. And it was like, no, you, you should be you should be dead. But the Jedi Master was really cool, and I again, you know, I'm. We're just repeating myself at this point, but it was pretty. It was really pretty. And my second favorite episode of the entire show is seems to be everybody's favorite. I think it's the highest rated episode of the whole season of IMDb, which is the duel. This episode was awesome. I really enjoyed it a lot. I loved the black and white animation. Uh, the, it made the colors of the lightsabers stand out even more. The, both the main Ronin Jedi and the Sith with the multiple bladed lightsaber umbrella thing was really, really cool. I, I really did enjoy this one a lot. Maybe it would have been nice to get a bit more development on the villagers uh, so that we could care more, get more invested. At least for me personally, I could have gotten more invested into, like, you know, uh, wanting the Jedi to protect and save this village basically because like I, I was really vibing with it and I of course I want him to save the village but you know if I had uh, cared more about the specific villagers and got to know some of them individually a bit more then you know maybe I could have gotten even more invested and this episode could have been my favorite and but I did like how it was revealed that he he was like a Sith or a former Sith or something like that, taking down other Sith. And I thought that, you know, that was uh, pretty cool. And my favorite episode of Star Wars Visions is one that I see a lot of people not really liking. And that surprises me because I love the Village Bride. The Village Bride to me was like the perfect length. The perfect length. I There isn't really anything that I would change uh, about this show. Maybe... A couple of side characters getting uh, one or two minutes more of screen time so that they could be developed a bit more would have been nice but I really love this episode a lot I really got to care about all these characters I love seeing the yellow lightsaber and the music in this one oh my gosh the, the music in a lot of the episodes was really good but especially in the village bride I got goosebumps man I got goosebumps watching this episode I got really invested into just you know seeing this bride and her sister and the whole village just be okay and i really really love this episode a lot and overall this show i enjoyed i enjoyed the show overall didn't love all the episodes in fact only like two of them i would say that i loved yeah like duel and village bride yeah all the other episodes were either really good or just mediocre or disappointing but overall the show is pretty good and I am looking forward to a season two if they decide to make one and now I want to move on to what if 
And honestly, I think individually, I enjoyed the episodes of What If more, and yet I'm more looking forward to a season two of Star's Visions than a season two of What If, because I think season two of, I think they kind of like worn out their welcome, honestly, with What If. Like, even, it's, it's weird, like, I've enjoyed the individual episodes of, overall individual episodes of What If much, much more than I did the individual episodes of Star Wars Visions, and yet, just the, I, I feel like there's so much more potential to really experiment and go deeper into Star Wars mythology with stars with Star Wars Visions than there is to go deeper into the multiverse with What If. I don't know, that's just me personally. I think that that's an unpopular opinion, but it is my opinion, so. <laughs> but yeah, let's just get into the individual episodes of What If. Again, with the Star Wars Vision, when my least favorite episode being Tatooine Rhapsody, my least favorite episode of What If, it won't surprise anyone, it's a Thor episode. That episode was just, it was bad. It was worse than the Tatooine Rhapsody episode, in my opinion. This this was the only episode of What If that I would consider to be bad. Thor was doing a very good job, but just I Darcy and Howard the Duck. It was kind of it was kind of funny at first, but then it kept like repeating the joke and it wore its welcome and just the whole episode overall was just kind of annoying and I you know also like Captain Marvel like Marvel the MCU keeps trying to get us to like Captain Marvel and, and insist that, no, she was here the whole time. Like, why couldn't, why did her movie have to be an origin story? Why couldn't her movie have been, like, an Avengers, like, 3.5 or something like that? Kind of like how Captain Marvel, I mean, sorry, uh, Captain America Civil War was an Avengers 2.5, according to Jeremy Renner. So why couldn't Captain Marvel be, like, an Avengers 3.5, where, I don't know, maybe the snap, or some the snap somehow affected her negatively, where instead of the ship blowing up and like the energy going into her and giving her her powers, like now the snap somehow gave her powers or something like that. I don't know. But but basically, Captain Marvel is definitely one of the weaker uh, episode, uh, not episode, sorry, movies in the uh, MCU, and her presence here was actually kind of. A welcome one, honestly, which really says a lot because I don't like that character. I don't think Brie Larson is really that good of a fit for her. Initially, I was really excited to see Brie Larson in the MCU, but now I'm just like, eh, I don't really care. But in comparison to the other surrounding poop, basically, that this episode was, Captain Marvel in comparison was a well, was a very welcome uh, inclusion and. Uh, much more entertaining to see her than seeing Thor act like a man-child. Uh, what, what I personally like about Thor is seeing him turn from a man-child in his first movie into this jovial character by the time we get to Endgame. And basically he, get, he becomes a lot more interesting and complicated. And so seeing him basically where he didn't get anything developed from the... MCU overall, where we see him in the mindset that he was in the first Thor movie, just isn't that interesting to me. And just, you know, seeing these characters party on Earth, seeing Jeff Goldblum, you know, Grandmaster or whatever he's called, that was fun, but very, very brief uh, cameo. And this episode overall was just not funny to me. 
and not entertaining at all. The next episode, my second least favorite episode of What If, is the Captain Carter episode. It was basically just Captain America the First Avenger, except with Peggy instead of Steve as Captain America, or Captain Carter, I guess. And it's just like, what was the point? Like, I thought the whole point of What If was to make something completely different, where just a singular event changed the entirety of the timeline and created a whole new universe in the multiverse. But no, this was just the same thing. I guess the only difference is that the Red Skull brought on, instead of bringing on, like, space or whatever, at the end of the first Avenger, he brought on this giant octopus creature that Doctor Strange encounters later, and it's just like, what? Huh? But I don't know, just, this episode really disappointed me, and at least it wasn't like in Star Wars Visions when Akakiri really disappointed me because it was a finale. Uh, this ep at least with this episode, it was the first one, and going on into a show, it got better for sure. For me personally, the ending, uh, if how a movie ends, in, uh, or how a movie or show ends is much more important to me than how a movie or show can begin. Of course, you know, a movie or show should have a decent enough opening where it hooks me, but I can tolerate a mediocre or bad opening to a movie or show as long as the, it really sticks the landing. And I think that uh, What If definitely is into a category where the opening was mediocre and disappointing, but then by the end, it got a lot better. And I, but this first episode, it was an initial bad sign, but thankfully the show What If got better as we went along. But yeah, the Captain Carter episode was just very disappointing to me. It just felt like a rehash of events that happened in First Avenger, except with Peggy as a main character. And next up is... Another episode where, just like with Lop and Ocho, it ends right as things get really interesting, actually, and that's the Killmonger episode. Killmonger rescues Tony Stark. I, I did like it, but I was wondering, like, when it was going, I was, like, looking forward to when it was going to get really exciting, and then it ends right as things are about to get really exciting with... Shuri and Pepper teaming up to try to take down Killmonger, and it's just like, no, like, are you kidding me? It was just getting good. This is, uh, Lapinocho again. Well, actually, no, no. I watched Star Wars Visions after What If, so it was like, so when I was watching Lapinocho, I was like, no, this is Killmonger, uh, again, except the Lapinocho episode is much better than the Killmonger episode. Uh, Mike's, seeing Michael B. Jordan back was really entertaining and when John Favreau when he Killmonger exposes Obadiah Stane as betraying Tony Stark and John Favreau was like I knew it that was pretty funny but just he, I could tell that Robert Downey Jr. was not voicing Tony Stark for the most part the actors the voice actors that they chose to replace to voice uh, characters uh, in the MCU where those other actors like didn't return. Like for the most part, I couldn't tell the difference. Like I, 
it, it, it like Lake Bell did a very good job replacing Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow for this show, and whoever voiced Spider Man did a really good job of imitating Tom Holland, but. Whoever they chose to voice Tony Stark did not do a good job. Well, I mean, no, no. Like, I, I don't want to insult the actor personally. I just, it was just very uncanny to see Tony Stark's face, and yet his voice is not Robert Downey Jr.'s at all. And it's just like, it, it was just kind of uncanny to me and took me out of the episode quite a bit. And honestly, this is going to sound really bad, but I was glad when Tony, when Killmonger actually killed Tony Stark, because then I was like, okay, now I can focus on just hear, on just uh, hearing the actual like actors, like hearing actually like Angela Bassett and Michael B. Jordan doing a really good job, and it's it's just <laughs> I, I feel so bad for saying that, but I got a lot more invested when Tony Stark was taken out of the picture. And then I was waiting for it to get, like, I was enjoying it, but I was waiting for it to get, like, even better and hang on, ends on a bang. And unfortunately, it ended right as things were about to get interesting, so. Oh, well, I guess, uh, I do, uh, kind of want to see a, uh, sequel for this. Although, I don't think that that's really going to happen because of what happens in the final episode. Yeah, oh my gosh, jeez. <laughs> but anyway, I, that actually makes me like the final episode a little bit less because of what they did to Killmonger in that one. But anyway, uh, next up is the Zombies episode. The Zombies episode is very mixed for me because there are definitely moments that I really enjoyed. I enjoyed seeing certain characters as zombies like Thanos. <laughs> and I enjoyed... The camaraderie of a lot of the characters, again, whoever they chose to replace Tom Holland did a really good job. David Daskomakian returning as Kurt was actually surprisingly like very welcome. Uh, bringing back Evangeline Lilly as Hope Van Dyne was welcome. But I really didn't like, my least favorite moment in the entire show was when Sharon gets turned into a zombie and Hope you know, shrinks down, goes inside of Sharon, and, you know, grows big again, and she's like, and she's, she, her, she has, she's surrounded by, she's covered in Sharon's bloody guts, basically, and she says, ew, ew, I'm covered in Sharon, and that got a, out of a, that got a laugh out of many uh, people, the reaction videos, so I watched, uh, I watch uh, reaction videos on YouTube, people, you know, reacting to trailers or, you know, episodes of, like, th these shows, and I, I was surprised at, I'm surprised that the ew uncovered share moment wasn't more controversial, that people were laughing at it. And I was like, this just feels so disrespectful. Like, like the MCU has done a really terrible job uh, with the character of Sharon in general. Like, usually they're pretty good with their, like, continuity and stuff. But they've been doing, a, they've done Sharon kind of dirty, honestly, with Falcon and Winter Soldier and in the what if but but overall the zombies episode was fun and uh seeing wanda as a zombie was cool and paul rudd was funny wingardi and liviosa <laughs> that was pretty funny and initially i actually really liked this episode but the more i think about it the less i like it honestly and it is mainly because of how they uh did killmonger kind of dirty and that's so the next episode after the zombies episode is the finale of season one, the Watcher broke his oath, and I think that in comparison, like 
the zombies episode is like way worse than the watcher broke his oath episode like i think that the gap between the two is like really large but and initially i actually had the watcher broke his oath uh season one finale episode nine episode basically <laughs> sorry uh episode nine episode yeah basically just I can't talk, sorry. I had it ranked a lot higher, but then the more I thought about it and the more of what they like did towards the ends and also like not doing enough with Ultron with his powers, I was like, this episode's maybe not as good as I initially thought it was. Because initially I really loved it, but the more I think about it, the more I'm like, they could have done more. And they also, they with Ultron, and they also did Killmonger kind of dirty with just trapping him in that pocket universe with Zola taking over Ultron. I don't know, just personally, that aspect of the episode disappointed me, but the episode overall I really did enjoy, and I really wish that we could have gone to see the Gamora episode. I'm really hoping that we get to see that in Season 2. Uh, next up is the T'Challa Star-Lord episode. When T'Challa became a Star-Lord, I really liked the seeing T'Challa as Star-Lord, uh, his camaraderie with characters that he's actually never interacted with at all in the MCU. Like, he had really good chemistry with Michael Rooker and Karen Gillan. Initially, though, I didn't think... That they, I thought that they had replaced Michael Roker with someone else, but no, it's actually Michael Roker, and I'm very surprised. Like, he doesn't sound like himself at all. Like, I, I don't know what happens, but just for some reason, they actually got, they did get Michael Roker to come back as Yondu, and, but he doesn't sound like himself. And, and that, that was very, that did take me out of the episode quite a bit it was just like like initially i thought that you know oh they just brought someone to you know replace uh what's it called replace michael rooker but then like i when i was uh, looking at the cast uh list and i saw his actual name and it's like wait what but uh, overall i really liked the episode uh personally a lot of people uh, had it took issue with this but personally i loved that uh, T'Challa was so good as Star-Lord that he was able to convince Thanos to just not be, you know, just to not uh, snap and decimate half of the universe. I really liked that, and I really liked how Thanos was constantly, like, trying to convince everyone that, no, no, my idea would have been good, and, you know, all that. I loved that. Jaimin Hansu's character, who I don't even remember the name of and I'm not going to look up. Jaimin Hansu was like such a big fan of the Chala Star-Lord. I really like that, it con how it contrasted with him being like who in the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie. I really liked uh, hearing uh, Karen Gillan as Nebula. Dude, Chadwick Boseman, rest in peace by the way. Chadwick Boseman and Karen Gillan had really good chemistry. Chadwick Boseman and Lupita Nyong'o had pretty good chemistry, but honestly, him and Karen Gillan had so much better chemistry in comparison. It's kind of hilarious. And I also really liked how, with Thanos not being the main big bad guy, I liked how it was the Collector. I don't know, just per personal. Oh, I saw a lot of people took issue with that as well. 
as them taking issue with the fact that it was too easy to convince Thanos not to decimate half the universe. But personally, I liked it, and I liked the fight between him and T'Challa towards the end. And I, but I was totally expecting that the Karen Gillan betraying them was actually a betrayal on top of the betrayal, basically. Like, it was a fake-out, basically. And I was totally expecting that. But, yeah, the episode overall, not perfect. And it does kind of end, it does end kind of anticlimactically. But, overall, I really enjoyed it. And next up is a lot of people's favorite episode, Ultron 1. I really, really liked this episode a lot. I really liked... How uh, Ultron was able to, you know, see the Watcher, and I liked how even the Watcher was surprised, and his fight with Ultron, with Ultron literally biting down on the universe that they were fighting in, was just so cool. And I, and, and this was what I was talking about with the uh, Watcher broke his oath episode. You know, in Ultron, in the episode, the literally the first episode prior. Ultron was like biting down and growing gigantic and all this stuff. And I wish that he did more crazy stuff like that in this episode, Ultron 1. I wish that he did more stuff like that in the next episode, Watcher Broke His Oath. But the Ultron 1 episode is still really cool. And it got me really excited to see how the finale, if it would deliver or not, and what exactly would happen. Because I had no idea what was going to be uh, happening next. Well, I mean, I hadn't, I knew that. It was going to, you know, the Watcher was going to uh, break his oath and recruit the people from, like, the other universes, but but I genuinely had no idea if, like, they were going to succeed or not. Like, I thought that maybe the finale might actually end with Ultron, you know, winning because of how dark, appropriately dark, my second favorite episode ended, which this episode is also a lot of people's favorite the Doctor Strange losing his heart instead of his hands episode. Man, this episode was so dark and good, and it was great how it ended with Doctor Strange getting way too power hungry, and him, you know, scaring away Christine, and him regretting his, you know, decisions and ending up alone in that little pocket like universe. And I really enjoyed it a lot, and seeing him interact with the Watcher was in just the whole show in general, was just always great. Like, I think in the show overall, Doctor Strange and The Watcher were my favorites. Like, Jeffrey Wright did such a great job. Benedict Cumberbatch did a better job, honestly. I, well, I mean, I also, I think he did a better job in the show than he has in the movies, but honestly, I think that that's because he was written a lot more interesting and better in the show than he was in the movies. Like, Doctor Strange is one of my least favorite characters in the MCU, but... Nothing against Benedict Cumberbatch, just I don't think he's just written that well in the movies, but in the show, he was a lot more interesting, and I really liked this episode a lot, and it almost is my favorite. Like, I think that this episode, the Doctor Strange episode, and my favorite episode are like neck and neck, but personally, I was a little bit more entertained and invested in my favorite episode of What If, which is episode 3, What If the World Lost Its Mightiest Heroes. I really loved this concept, just, you know, seeing all of the people that we know and love die, and, like, trying to figure out what exactly is going on. And uh, I, I saw a lot of people criticize this, but personally, I love how 
the mystery, like, we barely got any clues until, like, the very end as to, like, who could have done this, because it, it, it left me on my toes. It left me wondering, like, what exactly is going on? And I feel like adding more clues as to, you know, it being Hank as the Yellow Jacket who was killing all of the uh, original Avengers, I feel like it would have taken away some of the suspense person to me personally and i i was like on my toes i was like wondering like wait is it like is it like crossbones like is it like is zola back in the dead is it at like thanos like it, who is taking out all of our heroes and i really enjoyed this episode a lot samuel jackson did a great job and i'm surprised that they actually got michael douglas back for what like two minutes of screen time and not even screen time just two minutes of voice acting basically and i but michael douglas really killed it literally <laughs> no but he did a great job with the vocal performance and a majority of the actors did a great job with their vocal performances and i just i loved not just the concepts but the execution of episode three overall and personally because of my investment and enjoyment in episode three i would consider it to be my favorite episode of what if overall i can understand though why people would consider the ultron one or the doctor strange episode to be their favorites but personally this one was my favorite and but i did just like the star wars visions don't love all the episode in fact i really dislike the thor episode but overall it's a really good show. I I really enjoyed it. I don't think that I want to see a season two of What If. Honestly, I'm not really that excited for it. But I, I can understand why some other people would be more excited for What If season two than Star's Vision season two. But personally, I'm more excited for Star's Vision season two. But anyway, and uh, but one quick thing though, I did praise the voice acting, but Sebastian Stan, you can tell that he's not comfortable with voice acting at all, because he did a really terrible job. But uh, yeah, I, I think that that'll wrap things up for now, so uh, thank you for listening to uh, what me, might be the final uh, episode of the podcast for a while, not permanently, for a while. Uh, next time you do... Uh, hear the podcast though it will be on spotify no longer on youtube thank you guys so much i really appreciate it uh you guys uh, sticking with the podcast uh, dealing with me being very patient and uh, let me know down in the description below what are your guys's favorite and least favorite episodes of star wars visions and uh what if i really really appreciate you guys a lot uh, i look forward to sharing more episodes with you guys on Spotify. Again, starting on December 1st is when the podcast will be available exclusively on Spotify. Well, not exclusively, sorry, not exclusively on Spotify. It'll still be available on YouTube. It's just that it will also be available on Spotify and new episodes will be available on Spotify only. I hope that all of you are doing well out there and uh, staying safe, especially with the Delta variants and all that. Uh, happy uh, Thanksgiving to you all, and uh, yeah, I look forward to seeing you guys hopefully really soon. Bye. Now this is Cast.